out of the car. It's go time, you and me. Look, Mommy, the rhino's getting too close to the car. Him too way to get out. He's just a little guy. That's it, big boy. I'm going to wail on you. You're going to regret volunteering for this job, Porky. Hey, boys and girls, it's Papa Smurf. You don't want none of me. Think it through. Come on, give me your best shot. I'll give you a free one. Let me have it. That's it? Come on, you can do better than that, can't you? Captain Limpress, try again. Hey, everybody, is there a window open? I feel a draft. Huh? Ah. If I wanted to kiss, I would have called your mother. Come on. Oh. That was a good one. Episode 30. The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Using shady accounting practices since 98. And now, here are your hosts, Brad Milo and Frank A. Rincon. So he turns around. He looks at me. He kicks me in the junk, grabs the back <laughs> of my head, and shoves it into the macaroni and cheese. Well, and this was like a 78-year-old guy, huh? I, I know, well, yeah. He might have been 55, <laughs> but he looked a lot older than that. And that was our incident at Dickie's Barbecue, what, two weeks ago? Yeah. So we, we walk in ahead of this group of guys, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, we're kind of looking at the thing, and they're getting antsy because I think they've already decided what they want. Right. Are you guys you guys in line? I said, no, you guys go first. You old guys go first. And, <laughs> and that's when the fist fight. And they all looked at me like, did you just say old guys? Because they were all, you know, a, a lot older than us. Right. And they looked jovial, so I thought, jovial. why not? That's why not? I, you know, my sense of humor. Yeah. They didn't. They were going to deck you. You know what I was disappointed about that visit to Dickie's? Yeah. Their, their soft serve machine was out. Soft serve ice cream. The free machine. ice cream? Yeah. Yeah. That disappoints me. Well, you know. How could this happen to me? That's my new favorite <laughs> thing to play. Hey, guys. Welcome to A Half Hour Wasted, episode 30. Can episode you believe? 30. 30. That's 10 hours episode worth of material. 30. Did I just I, do my math right? Uh, yeah. No. No. <laughs> no, I didn't either. I wasn't a ma- my math mate. <laughs> that's 10 minutes of... My dad was a math major. I hope hours, he's not listening man. to this That's 15 hours, ha- 15 hours, approximately. Stupid. Dumb. <sighs> I'm stupid. Um, you know, uh, at the time we're recording this next week, I'm not going to be here. I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be with my family. We're going to take the family vacation up to uh, Northern California. You mean the, the time that this airs? Uh, I think so. Well, no, I'm going to be out of town next week. Uh, at the time, when are we recording this? We're recording this on. Don't let's don't date it, because <laughs> then they'll know it's old and stale by the time they get it. <laughs> anyway, I'm going to be with my family, uh, the whole family. We this is pretty rare when we get together. I mean, siblings and everything. We're going to be in Northern California, uh, kicking it back old school in some house, <sighs> which may not have internet connection, and that may be a good thing. Maybe I don't need my internet connection for a week. Well, you know, 
Sometimes I shut the TV off and read a book. Yeah, I mean, uh, there may be a lot of reading going on. Speaking of reading, let's talk about what we're reading. Okay. Do we have any? We don't have any comments this week, do we? No. no. Okay. Nobody cares. Well, I just finished reading uh, with the thanks of one of our listeners. I bought him off of uh, Johnny M. I think it was. Yeah, uh, Brave and Bold. Read the whole series. Um, I thought these were all one and dones, but it's a continuing story. I read the first six of it. Is it one and done or done and one? Done and one. One and done. Done and one. I don't I've know. Al- I've always heard people say one and dones, and I'm like, no, hello, it's done and one. It was done in one sitting. It was done in one issue. Yeah. But. Self-contained stories. But I've also heard it was one and done. Um. So either way. Yeah. So I thought I was potato, just Potato, potato. There you go. Tomato, tomato. I Let's call the whole thing off. Okay. Good night, guys. Yeah, bye. So long. Half a, whoa, that's the shortest episode ever. Make up for the other week. Yeah, really. That's that's Star Trek uh, episode two. 40, that was 40, 40 minutes. minutes. That was wow. a record breaker. Um, anyway, it was pretty good. It was. Uh, it's by Mark Way George, and George Perez. And Perez. Perez. And he does the artwork on this. And... Um, very, you know what I've noticed about Perez is that his, uh, oh, I guess it's really the colorist. There's a, there's a lot of, not, aside from detail, there's a lot of color in in his book. Typically, the color in a comic uh-huh. is the result of the colorist. Yes, I don't think I don't think George Perez is the colorist. In this. No, but you said something about the color, and you go, it's probably because of the colorist. And okay, like, okay, yeah, typically. It's the anchor. It's uh, yeah. the, <laughs> it's letterer. the letterer. The letterer. Um, the assistant editor is in charge of the color. But in issue two of Brave and the Bold, Supergirl dons on a, for lack of a better word, description, a little schoolgirl outfit. But why? Is it is it a story? It's a story. It's, it's, it's a story element, but... Um, is it silly? Is it stretching it? No, it's not stretching it, but it's so kind of... there is a legitimate reason why she's dressed like that. I would say so, yes. And uh, all I got to say is, if I could get an enlargement of that to put in my room, that would be pretty awesome. <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Supergirl. Supergirl. <clears throat> You're so pretty. I want to read those. <laughs> yes. In fact, I'm officially handing them over to you right Greeny. now. Greeny. Greeny. All right. Go. Cool. Enjoy, I'm going to put it under my pile over here, which is my pull list. Oh, I just yeah. thought I'd bring in my pull list from the, you know... If people do research, they'll be able to tell when this actually was recorded. Yeah. But, hey, the magic is gone. <laughs> but anyway, just this is my pull list for the week. Let's see what you um, got. Now, have you read most of these? <clears throat> actually, I've read half of them. Um, I'm saving some to kind of read all at once. That's uh-huh. what I do. I buy them monthly, but then I'll, I like to read them like six at a time. Yeah. So I can get a whole story, you know? In fact, it, just to kind of, I just finished reading the first six uh, Justice Leagues. The whole st- uh, story arc with Red Tornado. Red Tornado. It was, yeah, it was very poignant. It was it was really nice. That was a very different uh, feel, a different way to approach a story, I thought. Yeah. You could tell Brad Meltzer is a novelist. Yeah, because the story was, was paced out in a certain way. Yeah. But we did get elements that would eventually come out in 52 that were kind of, kind of it, it was cool. It, it was nice. <laughs> we did? I liked it, yeah. I believe you. I just, I've read it a long time ago and I don't, don't remember. <clears throat> Hey, aren't those bumper stickers cool? I, think those I just are happened bu- to see one. Yeah. <laughs> Brad, you need to organize your stack. I know. My, Brad my is my going through falling. a stack. Okay. Well, you want well, to talk about Back in Black first or just no, kind of? I'm going to save that for last. Okay. <clears throat> my list of things I got this past week at the store were 
And while, you, while you're still working on your stack, yeah. has your DCBS order come in? No, now? it's um, as of this recording, it has not come in. I'm expecting the previews to come in the mail like at the end of this coming week or the week after. Because okay. I think I was told that they're going to send that to me separately ahead of time. Okay. Because uh, it always comes like the, the last week of the month, the previews. Okay. <laughs> Looking forward to that. Yeah. If if my math is correct, and we can tell by the beginning of the show, it's usually not. I've only got one more week to actually go into the store to purchase books before the ones I ordered start arriving. I can't wait for my order to come in. I know. It's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah, we finally got, um, we listened to another podcast called Comic, Comic Geek Speak, and they've been talking for as long as we've been listening about the greatness of DCBS, and so Brad and I finally did order it. Man, the savings is incredible. DCBS is Direct Comic Book Service. Yeah, we... we DCBService.com. If you go to DCBS.com, it takes you to another totally different yeah. website. Okay, let's talk about your pull list. Um, well, I got the... <clears throat> Sensational Spider-Man number 40, which is the final issue of the Back in Black storyline, also being the final issue of this particular comic mm-hmm. itself, because as we've spoken about before, they are canceling the Sensational Spider-Man and Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man uh, to in order to publish Amazing Spider-Man three times a month. Now, um... The Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, what issue number was that up to? 20-something. So really, I, I thought that <clears throat> yeah. they'd been, I, I guess they just started renumbering them, because those are older titles, right? Sensational. No, friend, well, this right here, the Sensational Spider-Man, mm-hmm. used to, this actually used to be um, Marvel Knights Spider-Man. Oh. It got up to like issue 22, mm-hmm. and then it changed its title to the sensational spider-man but kept the numbering okay and has continued up to this issue 40 and marvel knights was a little edgier right well or ideally that was the theory Uh but i just think they were capitalizing on the marvel knights name Uh and just looking for another excuse to start another spider-man comic was that edgier was the sensational no not really i mean it I wouldn't even consider that Marvel Knights Spider-Man edgier okay. than a normal book. It wasn't edgy by any mm-hmm. stretch of the imagination. I just think it was capitalizing on the name only. Um, the Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man was a brand new title that they started up for Peter David uh-huh. to write. Unfortunately, the first three issues were tied up in the infamous The Other crossover that right. went through the Spider-Books. Um, so issues f- uh, four through 20-whatever were all Peter David, his idea, and uh, they were – it was great. I'm going to miss that series very much. Okay. So they've canceled those two just so they can publish Amazing uh, three times a month. Um, another one I got was a back issue, She-Hulk number 18. It's in the Planet Without a Hulk storyline. It's when she confronts uh, Tony Stark Iron Man about what he did to – her cousin, Bruce okay. Banner. And that's a, that, like you said, that's a back issue. What yeah, number it's a back that? issue. 18. Okay. Because we're up to... 20. 20. And if it's 21 comes out maybe next week? Uh, the one that I can't ex- remember, actually. Well, the one that explains all the... Um, I, you know what? Ever We've mentioned that a few times. I can't ever remember reading recently anything about that issue. I'm wondering if they dropped that particular tack 
the con- fixing all the continuity problems. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen any any mention of it. So I hope so. That'd be a, a great. I'd love to read that. Yeah, I'll That'd probably be cool. read it. I got Green Lantern Corps number fifteen, which is part five of the Sinestro Corps War. Mm-hmm. I'm saving all of these Sinestro Corps issues to read all at once. Okay. Now we read the special that we talked about. Mm-hmm. That was part one. So two, three, four, and five of the Sinestro Corps War I have not read, but I have. Um, I got the Order number two. I flipped through the first one. It's the Initiative mm-hmm. uh, under the Initiative banner, written by Matt Fraction. It's a California based superhero team that's come out of the initiative. Okay. And and it it's just a California one or does it follow all the all the No, this particular book follows uh the California okay. based team. It was going to be called up? the Champions, but because of some legal issues, mm-hmm. uh some trademark issues, they had to change it from the Champions to the Order. Mm. And um I'm um, yeah, I flipped through the first one. I bought this one. I really enjoyed this whole the initiative thing that came out of Civil War right. with all the Avengers teams and stuff. So I wanted to follow this. And I like what Matt Fraction has done on Punisher War Journal and uh, Iron Fist. So I decided to buy that. I haven't read the first two. I flipped through the first one. I don't think I've even cracked that one open. And then, of course, I got Countdown 36. Uh-huh. I'm still enjoying this series a lot. Uh-huh. Are, are you up to it? Because I've only read the first two months. I'm waiting for the rest to come through my, to my I, order. I haven't read 36 yet. Okay. This one I haven't cracked open, but the rest I have. Okay. I'm enjoying it. And then, I don't know why I'm buying this, but it's a four-issue limited series, Gamma Core, uh-huh. World War Hulk, Gamma Core, and it's basically this group of four people, heroes or whatever, that has been put together to deal with the menace of the Hulk. And is it Tony Stark approved? or I, I don't know because I haven't read the oh, first okay. two. I just have them. I'm just going to read them all at once. Okay. And I'm enjoying the World War Hulk, so I thought I'd do the tie-in. Okay. And then, of course, the other big one I got was Amazing Spider-Man 543, the conclusion to the Back in Black storyline. Yes. Back in Black. In fact, are we going to break five. this down? If I, if you want to. Yeah, let's kind of break it down. I don't know down. that I, I'll go into a lot of detail um, like we did the last time, but basically it's a conclusion to the... Uh, Back in Black storyline, this is the last Back in Black issue, I believe, that'll have this banner on it that says Back in Black. Right. Excuse me. Because at the very end, while there was some resolution to this, there wasn't a complete resolution to it because it says, to be concluded in one more day. Which is, you know what, I misspoke misspoke Uh earlier. Oh, yeah, let me do this. Where is it? It's right here. Spoiler alert. I misspoke earlier. There is one more issue left of uh, Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man right. and the Sensational Spider-Man. There's there's one more issue left of each one of those. Okay. I made a mistake. Um, the One More Day storyline is going to start here in, I believe it'll start in The Amazing Spider-Man number 544. It's going to hit Friendly and it's going to hit Sensational. I'm not sure which order. Right. And then we'll finish up in... Amazing Spider-Man number five forty-five. So this, so this storyline, Back in Black. This is the conclusion of, of Aunt May get, uh, accidentally getting killed yeah, by the, by shot, the king, not shot, killed. yeah, shot, shot by the uh, by someone who was hired by uh, the Kingpin. Yes, and 
the cover, let's talk about the cover before we go into the story. It shows Spider-Man in his black suit, stark red background. It looks like you can assume he's crying. And he's putting a sheet over a gurney. Yeah, he's pulling a sheet over something that's laying on a gurney. The something is silhouetted. So, just based on that, someone dies in this issue. Based on the cover. You would think. All right, let's continue. You would think. Um, It turns out, I and you pointed it out, and I happen to agree with you. This appears to be a symbolic cover. Yes, and uh, I like it a lot. Yes, once you take that into account, it it does it it because when we first saw it, we almost thought that's a cheat, but no, yeah. it's symbolic, and we'll get into that in a second. Okay, I'll just go ahead and throw this out there. Um, nobody dies in this issue. Yeah, because it it says to be concluded in the one more day storyline. Right. But what happens basically, long story short, is Aunt May's still in a coma. Um, They're in the hospital room. Peter's talking to her. Peter's magic blood transfusion that he did a couple issues ago did not take. Did not work. Because apparently he he hypothesizes, that's a big word, (laughs) he theorizes, he guesses, I'm trying to come up with, more synonyms thesaurical words (laughs) anyway he he supposes he suppositions he wonders he ponders (laughs) he ponders the possibility that years ago in the amazing spider-man book when he was still fresh at it uh aunt may was poisoned he gave her a transfusion of his blood saved her life well he 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 considers a possibility that perhaps she became immune to it Mm-hmm. to the effects that his blood would have on her back then. So this particular transfusion did not help whatsoever. And you pointed this out to me, so why don't you go ahead and read it. Why don't you read these two panels, because they play kind of a, a funny role later on in the story. Yeah. So Aunt May is in the hospital. Um, they've they've done some po- blood work. They've done some blood work. <clears throat> and then uh, it shows this lady at the at the equipment in the lab doing some tests with blood work and then it sh- the next panel shows a girl on the phone and she's talking to somebody behind her on the desk is a folder uh and through the window comes a line of webbing grabbing onto the folder to snag it away and in the second panel it's it's gone anyway the first panel says no and she's talking to somebody on the phone no i told him if he wants to go out with me he has to move out of his mother's house it's just not right you know that's the panel with the webbing grabbing the uh-huh. folder. Next panel, folder's gone. She says, I mean, how come I always end up with guys like this? Is there something out? Is something I'm not paying attention to out there? Which is also funny because she's not paying attention to her work because obviously he took the folder right, right. under her nose. So anyway, he it shows Peter in the next panel clinging to the wall, reading the, the test blood results. Report. This is when he finds out that it that the transfusion did not work. Right. Uh, a priest comes and says, you know what, maybe you should think about last rite or think about a living will or yeah. something like that. You should start making Have you made any arrangements for a funeral? Yeah. Peter's thinking about it. Turn the page, cut to the police station where this uh, detective's boss comes to him and says, I got something for you. Uh, here's an old file. Came in a few days ago. It ended up sitting on the when we have time to get to it pile. And you know what's funny about this, Brad, is for some reason they're channeling detectives from the 1940s. You want to you want to read that little exchange? Oh yeah, because that's funny. And read it like like a like a New York Bronxy. So the boss comes in and says, "Yo, Delint, I got something for you." And he goes, and Delint, Inspector Delint says, 
Unless it's a blonde with legs that go on forever, I'm not interested. <laughs> That's just funny. Who talks like that? I don't know. But the guy says, well, we're fresh out of those. How about an old lady with a gunshot wound? And then he Ooh. says, this final that came in a few days ago, got sitting on the pile that we take care of when we have time. Right. Anyway, he starts describing this this uh, incident, and basically they don't know it, but we know it. It's Aunt May had mm-hmm. been brought into the hospital gunshot. They're paying for it with cash. Nobody knows. And there's and the inconsistencies in yeah. their story. And they're starting to they're starting to get suspicious of it. So right. that inspector ends up going to the hospital, talking to the nurse, who gives him kind of her idea of maybe what happened to this old lady and why mm-hmm. she arrived at the hospital with a gunshot wound. She tells a story that, of course, is not the way it happened but it makes a lot of sense right so then this detective comes back and uh talks to mary jane but he calls her ms mary riley because that's the way they checked in right it was under uh, aunt may's maiden name so anyway <clears throat> he starts talking to her and she says i think you're gonna have to come down downtown with me all of a sudden the lights and he's reaching for her. all of a sudden the lights go off and somebody reaches uh uh, he he reaches over and handcuffs her to the door, uh-huh. and the the inspector hears a voice behind him says, "Let her go." And he turns and looks, and there is a silhouetted figure standing there in the doorway, and it's of course we know it's Peter, but the inspector can't see his face, right? And so he immediately assaults this police officer and knocks him unconscious. So at this point, Peter has come up with this plan to get Aunt May out of this hospital because the police are being suspicious and once they start snooping, they're not going to stop. So right. he he goes through this major deal to get her transferred from one hospital to another. And Peter's doing this essentially just to kind of keep them anonymous so I guess the kingpin can't finish his dirty work or any villain can right. finish. He's, trying, he's doing anything he can to protect his family. Right. And he ends up... <clears throat> starting to do things that he never thought he would. So he looks at the unconscious uh, officer on the ground and he says and the text box <clears throat> shows what's in his mind. He says, all my life I wondered what first step some of the criminals I'd fought had taken to become what they were. Up to this moment, my criminality was a point of legal technicalities. I'd skirted illeg- illegality, done some questionable things, but this this you get sent to jail for, and they'd be right in doing so. Until now, when they said I was a criminal, I knew they were wrong. But now, for the first time, I am those things. Because he assaulted a police officer and knocked him down. Yeah. And then he starts his plan. He says, he's talking to MJ, okay, we need to move fast. We need to get you and Aunt May out of here pronto. Don't argue. Go downstairs. I'll call you on the cell when we're ready to move. Basically, he goes through, uh, he hides the... Uh, he 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 incapacitates further incapacitates the unconscious officer so he can't escape. He flees the scene. He steals an ambulance. He goes to back to the hospital and dresses up like a an orderly uh-huh. and puts Aunt May on a on a uh, stretcher stretcher and covers her up like she's dead because she's still in a coma at this uh-huh. point. And he wheels her out to the ambulance where Aunt, where Mary Jane is waiting for him. He's got the form to transfer the. Uh, patient authorization for patient Uh transfer form they go to some other hospital we don't know which one it is and he 
basically ends up getting her transferred illegally with forged documents to another hospital where she's going to be taken care of. Right. And as he's doing it, he's keeping track of all the crimes he's committing. He, he numbers of all, numbers them off in his head. Felony count number six, breaking and entering. Felony count number seven, reckless endangerment. And at the end of the issue, I think he counted, how many did he count? Nine. Nine. Nine, te- nine felony counts. He says 10-year minimum per charge equals a 90-year prison term, possibly life imprisonment. Nine felony counts, not committed by somebody in a mask that can't be tracked down, not committed by Spider-Man, nine felonies committed by me with my fingerprints all over everything. Me, Peter Parker. So he's finally had to, it's finally come down to where he's had to do things he never thought he'd do to protect his family. And he and has, that, like he said, he has broken laws. He literally, I mean, and, and there's no skirting it. Right. There's no, you know, Spider-Man's always, vigilantes always skirt the law. They right. skirt the edge. They, they may do things that you and I couldn't get away with. So it it leads you to believe that that Spider-Man's future again is going to be radically different than what it was before. Yes. Um because before like you said he was helping, you know, he was breaking the law but he was helping people it was technicalities but he has done some pretty serious stuff here. Um Yeah, listen he, to the, he is he, he knows is a it criminal. too. He knows yeah. it too. Listen, let me finish these text boxes on the last page. Nine felonies committed by me with my fingerprints all over everything, me, Peter Parker. I can't say it was a trap or a flame up, uh, frame up or an anti-registration technicality or anything else. I committed those crimes. I have become the very thing I set out to fight, a criminal. All my life, I've had nightmares about being accused of a crime and being sent to jail. And now I'm trapped in that nightmare. Only this time, it's real. It's real. I'm lost. God help me. I'm so lost. So he knows that he's, he's in deep. How they're going to get out of it? How they're going to? He's going to be able to get out of this? I don't know, but I have a theory. I like this turn that his life has taken. Uh-huh. For so long, you know, he's been the down on hard, down on his luck. You know, things have been bad for him. Then all of a sudden, things got good for him. Well, true to form, things are not going good for him things are anymore. Not going good for him. And it's in fact, I would arguably say this is the worst his life has ever been. And I'm enjoying it. I like where this is going. I like. I'll probably always read Spider-Man, no matter what they do to him, but it's always better when I enjoy what they're doing. Yeah. Um, what, What's your theory? Um, before, I, before I get to my theory, um, why don't you read the panel that mirrors the um, the oh, nurses? Yeah. The nurse, she was talking about, I told him, you know, you got to move out of your parents' house. Right. So this is when Peter is trying to find an ambulance. He goes and steals this ambulance, shows these two uh, paramedics eating in a diner and outside the window, you can see their ambulance. He's, and so the one guy's talking to the other guy. So she's busting my chops because I'm still living at my mom's while I big up, build up the old nest egg. It's not like I like it or anything, but you got to do what you got to do for a while. You know, I hear you. So I says to her, I says, fine. If you don't like it, go leave, be my guest. You know what she did? What? She left. Can you believe this? Unreal. (laughs) So, those two characters are connected. Yeah, there's a nice little piece of serendipity in there. Yeah. And that's that's kind of cool. Uh, and it, it's not an important plot point, but it just no. kind of, it's fun. It's just, to me, it's it, it's just uh, another example why I think Straczynski is a, can be 
a really good rider. He, his run has been hit and miss, but stuff like that makes me think he's still on the yeah. ball. He's still thinking about. And and you don't even have to be – for something like that, you don't even have to be a superhero fan. That's just – anybody can read mm-hmm. that and appreciate that little – those two right. little scenes. But going back to my theory um, – yeah, Spider-Man is a fugitive, and it's kind of an easy way out, but I bet you this is something that's going to happen, and here's what I think. Uh, Spider-Man, of course, is going to save the day somehow. Don't don't know how, but he'll probably get a presidential pardon, I bet, and all this will get dropped. You think president, and a presidential pardon would do it, but I wonder if they, if they would actually go to those links to... And, and I'm not saying within the next six months, you know, maybe maybe two years it'll happen. He'll be a fugitive for two years or something, and then... I kind of got the impression that this whole thing, this whole problem he's in, is mm-hmm. going to be wrapped up in the one more day storyline. You think? Yeah. So, and J. Mas- Michael Straczynski is writing those as well. Well, so let's talk about that. We got two minutes left. Let's talk about that. How do you think? And you know more than I do on this. What do you think that story is about? And well, how do you think it's going to? And of course, this is all theory. Uh, there's been a part. lot of talk that. Perhaps the One More Day storyline will answer the hotly debated topic of whether or not Peter Parker should be married, uh-huh. period. Not necessarily to Mary Jane, but just married, period. Right. Um, it's well known that Joe Quesada, the editor-in-chief of Marvel Comics, uh, is not a fan of the spider marriage. Right. He thinks that the marriage has stifled Peter Parker's character. I, I personally take the opposite view. I I like to see the fact that this little gangly kid who, as Peter himself said, you know, he started being Spider-Man when he was 15 years old. Right. Well, now he's graduated from college. He's moved on. He's an adult now. He got married. I, I don't have a problem with that. Um, I think it's made for some really good stories ever since he has been married. Right. But what, what this story is going to do, this one more day, it's very cryptic. It's very cryptic. I went into this issue, number 543 here, mm-hmm. thinking that Aunt May was going to die. Yeah. I went into it. But Straczynski has surprised me um, repeatedly. And, and that goes back to kind of the cover that, that we, yeah. we talked about earlier in that it's symbolic of not so much someone dying, but maybe a part of Spider-Man, Peter Parker, dying. He's pulling the sheet on his... What's what I'm looking his for? His innocence. His innocence. Yeah, yeah that, it, that he has become something that he never wanted to be. Right. I think. I think that, that this color cover represents that uh, very strongly. Yeah. That he's actually realizing, okay, I, I've I got to cross this line, or I've crossed this line. There's no going back. Now I got to deal with it, and that mm-hmm. part of my life is gone. That's what's on the stretcher. Is that part of his life where he was really innocent, mm-hmm. and he knows it, and mm-hmm. it's. I think it's an exciting time in the life of Peter Parker. I'm sure he doesn't feel that way. Yeah. You but ready? Yeah. Okay. Are we done? I think we're done. Guys, thank you so much for uh, for listening. Remember, we got a website, halfhourwasted.com, or our email, halfhourwasted at gmail.com. You could visit us at thecomicsforum.com. Just scroll down to a Half Hour Wasted. Leave a comment, read, tell us what you think about the show. We'd always love to hear your comments. And be sure to, if you get a chance, go over to iTunes and leave us a nice little review if you feel so inclined. I think that helps our numbers. Anyway, for Half Hour Wasted, I'm Frank. I'm Brad. And take it easy, sleazy. Supergirl rocks. <laughs>